From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. And Joey, guess what? We've got a special guest with us today. Another guest. It's so fun. I love so, guests. So, joining us today is my good friend, uh, Paula. So, say hello to everybody, Paula. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, world, basically, yes. <laughs> Greetings. Um, and so I've asked Paula to join us today because Paula, uh, I consider her to be an expert on um, 1990s music. Yeah. And we will get into the reasons for why that is uh, a little bit later in the episode. But I think maybe we should start. So today we're talking about one-hit wonders, Joey. Paula, Paula how do you feel about one-hit wonders? I think most of them are novelty. I think they're fun. And probably 85% of them suck. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you're you're like you're not necessarily pro one hit wonder. You're more of like ambivalent at best. I'm more nostalgic. Nostalgic. Okay, yeah, yes. I, I get that because I think that's a one important point about one hit wonders is that it kind of like you can remember the song for a specific moment in time, and then that's basically it, right? It, like it, exactly, it, it it tends not to come back anymore. <laughs> Um, and, or if it does, it's out of nostalgia, right? Because you want to go back and revisit that one hit. Yeah. Exactly. Or that time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, along those lines, uh, you know, last week, Joey and I had recommended some one hit wonders to each other and Joey had a horrible one. Okay. The reason I recommended, uh, Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice is because I forgot my actual recommendation, like moments before you asked me. <laughs> oh, like on the air? You <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I just forgot it. And so I was like, well, I got to go with something. <laughs> uh, I was originally going to, to suggest, uh, Walking on Sunshine, Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves, but uh, also a solid song. So I I have no problem with Katrina and the Waves walking on sunshine. Do I have a problem with Ice Ice Baby? Yeah. How about you, Paula? What do you How do you feel about no, I, uh, I love Ice it. Ice 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 Baby? Loving oh, it. Oh no, sorry. I thought we were selling Katrina. God no, I hate Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny how Ice Ice Baby became like it. It really was. It kind of defines. I don't know. Um, a a low moment <laughs> in yes. pop music. Yes. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Didn't so Vanilla Ice has a very interesting. Um, he has a show on HBO, or not on HBO, HGTV. Now he does. That's right. He yeah. flips houses. He flips houses with ice. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. So you know what's interesting about this? So he's um, so he obviously got huge because of Ice Ice Baby. But then was it on like a VH1 um, behind the music or something like that where he gave the interview and he said. Or, you know, the, the interviewer asked him, like, how would you respond to people who feel like you ripped off uh, Queen and David Bowie? Yes. And he says his his hot take was, no, no, no. Those songs are totally different. Yes. Mine goes dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun. And theirs goes dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun. <laughs> well, what his thing was, was that in that interview, he said, no, they're, they're, see, I did, they're totally different. Mine goes dun, 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 da, da, dun, 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 dun. Whereas they have a pause in between oh. the two things. So it was that extra dun-dun that he thinks he's he's safe. Clearly a, a, copyright a infringement. vast like difference. Yeah, exactly. Not I derivative mean, at all. Right. And, I, and yeah. I will have to say, though, at the time, I was huge into that song. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm eight years old or however old I was. The older kids, the 13-year-olds are listening to this, so it has got to be cool. 
Paula, would you would you agree that um, do you think most people who are from our generation, because Paula and I are are we're we were like exactly the same age. Uh, we went to school together, uh, college that is. But like, do you think that basically everybody from our generation knows the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby? I think so, and I think they know every lyric. I know the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby. Right, but I, I'm I guess ten years younger than you, man. And I just I don't know. I it's it's one of those things. Like it was one of those songs that you couldn't avoid. Certainly. Um, it was everywhere. And, and at the time, you didn't want to avoid it. That's part of the novelty, is that... That is part of it. You loved yeah. it while it was happening, and you look back on it, and you're kind of ashamed. Yeah. Man with the, the steps in his hair, and that was the big thing, too. Um, yes. And, like, that, that just that well-coiffed hair. Yes. The, the big, big outfits. All right. So how, how, do you, how do you feel about Ice Ice Baby? Like, do you think that it's just, like, the worst song? I, well, I'll, I can say one thing, and I just came to this almost epiphany only a couple months ago, that I suddenly realized that I think the exact point in which I became an, a real adult, not just like, oh, I'm adulting, but like I'm actually an adult now, is when I, and I don't know when it happened, but it I think it was at the point when I used to get excited when I heard the intro to that song. mm and yeah. I heard, I would hear it, and I was younger, and I'd be like, oh, my God, awesome. Ice Ice Baby's on. And then when it turned out to be under pressure, I was disappointed. <laughs> but Actually, then that has changed, and obviously when I hear the intro and it turns out that it is under pressure, that I'm excited. And I'm are, like, are actually, it's like the exact moment that I must have become an adult. Are you telling me you can't <laughs> distinguish between dun-dun-dun, da-da-dun-dun? <laughs> And dun 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 da da dun 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 da da dun dun. But when you just hear the the beginning notes and you're driving in your car and you think, "Oh, awesome, Vanilla Ice is on," and you know, and it was like a change between like, "Oh God, is this Vanilla Ice or is it Under Pressure?" And the point in which becoming excited that it was not Vanilla Ice was the exact moment I became an adult. And this really is his only song. Like Cor- is he correct. is he like a true one hit wonder? Don't test I, me. I think so. Oh, but don't but, test me, Ben. Because I mean, okay, I would say I would I would concede that Vanilla Ice is a one hit wonder. However, he they tried they tried to continue rolling with Vanilla Ice. In fact, as I think I mentioned on last week's podcast, um, he's got. I mean, they, he he has the title song for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two soundtrack. That's right. That's right. Starring Toka and Razor. Razor. <laughs> and what's, or what's the name of that song? I don't know. It's. I think it's just okay. like. I think it's like the Green Machine or something like <laughs> okay. that. No, no, no. It's called Turtle Power. Oh, no, man. it's not. Wait, but that's Turtle another Power one. Is like their Teenage Mutant. That's Ninja right. Turtles. Yeah. Teenage Mutant. No, it's not that one, but it's like T U R T L E Power. T U R T L E Power. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, Ice Ice Baby appears. Or sorry, Ice Ice Baby. Vanilla Ice appears. <laughs> appears. I think he appears like in TMNT 2, The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> He I think probably he appears. does. I think you're right. I think he does, and then performs that song, which is like, yo, it's the green machine, gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new kid's sound. And then it's like, uh, go ninja, go ninja, go. It's the oh, ninja rap. Oh, yeah. 
it's ninja yes. ninja rap ninja <laughs> ninja rap oh man so oh, sad yeah you should not that be... is bad that is there's bad. serious embarrassment for birkenbein happening right now <laughs> so yeah so he is a one-hit wonder but he has created other music yeah yeah um, and i mean all of these all of these have and yeah. i and, and i want to say that in no way do i i mean i don't consider myself you know an expert on you know how good any of it is or anything like that. But I would feel bad if I heard, you know, let's say he, I don't know his real name is like, whatever it is, is yeah, listening. Yeah. Then is he it, like, I don't want him to like, feel bad. <laughs> no. In fact, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Vanilla Ice had like a, like a, like a, like a rock band after oh. that. It was like kind of like a rap metal band. No way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oof. And I forget the name of the band, but that he, sounds familiar. Yeah, and I forget. Ah, oh man, I'm really. But like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had that for a while. Uh, so, anyways, maybe we should uh, kind of transition a little bit because um, you also recommended to me, by the way. But we can use this to spin into the the other discussion we're going to have today. You or I recommended to you uh, the the song "New Age Girl" by Dead Eye Dick. But the reason that I, <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. So the reason the reason I wanted you to listen to that, and I think the reason I bring it up right now is because um, there was an interesting twist to this week's episode, and that is Paula gave us a challenge yes. before the show. So she said, "All right, why don't you guys come up with a list of five one-hit wonders?" And she's like, "I'll see, you know, maybe if I can demonstrate how." Th- you know, those one-hit wonders are not, right? They're these bands that actually have other, you know, songs. They, they do these kind of things. So both Joey and I have come prepared with a list of five bands each. Yeah. And the, the, the kind of rules for this, we should say, are that uh, we could, if we remembered the song, we could look up the name of the band, but we could not look up anything else about the band. Yeah. Did we... Did we... There was was Dead Eye Dick one of the ones that you recommend uh, yeah. was on your list, and that's why because that's okay. number one on my list. Well, Paula, how do you, how do you feel about New Age Girl by Dead Eye Dick? First of all, uh, first of all, uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> um, me and one of my best friends, just because I think that song came out in like maybe ninety six or ninety seven or maybe even ninety eight, but. Um, we just had a great time with it. We have inside jokes about it. Um, so it's 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 a terrible song. But well, I mean, it, the, the lyrics... The mem- uh, it's terrible. So, it, uh, yes. Oh, it, she, oh, she loves me so. She hates to be alone. She don't eat meat. But, but she but sure she likes sure the likes bone. To, and I yeah. think we all know it's not the bone. But I'm oh. pretty sure he's talking about likes to bone. Yes, like exactly. It's, talking about it's like a gross inter- intercourse. Thing. <laughs> yes, correct. And and so this is what happens. So I think uh, it. If I remember correctly, if my if my mind is is still a little sharp, I remember having a moment at a middle school dance, and that's why I'm thinking that it was more like either '94 or '95 when the song came out. Yeah. Okay. Because they were playing this new song at our middle school dance. And it was cut off. Oh man, that's so good. The, one of one of the chaperones was like, "That that song is disgusting. Shut it down right now." <laughs> if, so. if you watch the music video, which I just watched, like his <laughs> face when he says that is like such like a like a <laughs> got him kind of grin. Yeah, like a like, sexual predator grin. Probably it was, yeah. it's kind of yeah. gross. Okay. Yeah, you're just like, oh god. Yeah. But um, yeah, the song's not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know that it's catchy. 
but but that's it, right? Like you. Uh. Did, so Joey, did you know? Because you. I mean, this was like what, right around your birthday? I would. This is my birthday. Um, I mean, it's in September. Uh, I would be like three when this song came out. Yeah, two okay. or three. But you knew this song. No, actually, you never heard it. I think I'd heard it, maybe, but like the melody, like anywhere. Yeah, I think I, I had heard the song, but I didn't know like that it was called "New Age Girl" by Dead Eye Dick. I never listened to the lyrics or anything. Yeah, in fact, I had to look up the name of the band. Oh wow, that's which is actually part of the the goal for the discussion today, which is like talk about bands that you may have forgotten about. Yeah. Yes. So, is, does Dead Eye Dick have any other songs? Because I, no. I <laughs> <laughs> so they are another true one hit wonder. So both yeah. of our recommendations were true one-hit wonders. You guys, I think, um, basically when I when I talk about 90s music with other people, a lot of people, even our age, Ben, they just like groan and they're like, oh God, it was the worst. Um, yeah. You know, um, but part of it for me was that, I, you know, and I'm lucky enough to say I had a happy childhood. I was running around listening to the top nine at nine. Every single night I had kept files of previous list you know i kept a a filing system in a mini desktop garbage can that you could push <laughs> the bottom button just like your foot and it would pop open on top <laughs> and i kept file cards where i would keep track of the top nine at nine every single night i would try to call in and win like you know tickets to the roll arena and then i would put the card from that night to the back and i would take a new card for the next night it was like it was like um uh a ritual that I did. And, you know, I was running around making mixtapes. I would give anything to still have these mixtapes. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, a, a lot of these bands on here that I go to a very specific place where I was out until it got dark out because I was riding my bike all over the neighborhood. We were playing night games and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So it might yeah. be terrible, but it brings me right to a very specific time. Yeah, and so quite literally, then you were you were cataloging the '90s, you know, yeah. I mean, like going the, the top nine and nine or whatever. And and yeah. so Ben has brought up this kind of mythical list that you have, this piece of paper with <laughs> every real '90s list. band on it. All right, so um, maybe yeah, Paula, can you just tell <laughs> so t- tell Joey tell Joey about the origin of this, and then I'll I'll share some memories of this list as well. Okay, so what happened was me and my uh, one of my best friends, Lexi who I hope is listening, hello, Lexi, um, would remember this trip well. Um, her and I took a road trip to Louisville, and I think it was either right at the end of our college career, which would be 04, or possibly right after. So 04, 05, maybe 06, but I think it was 04, 05, um, to visit another friend, uh, one of our best friends, Aaron. And um, we... The drive from once we get past Chicago gets really boring. Um, but we were just talking about, I think a song came on, a one hit wonder came on the radio, and we were just like, oh God, you know, do you remember this song? It was probably like Lisa Loeb or somebody like that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, she made glasses hot before, like we were even, the world was even ready for glasses to be hot. Um, it, that's true. That's true. Uh, but she, uh, so like a song like that came on and we just, you know, whenever my friends of this age, we get together and talk about nostalgic things. We just usually have this sound that comes out that goes, Oh, you remember that? Do you just like, it was so good, but it, it was good at the time. And I think that's what one of the important things is that it was good at the time. So 
then her and I started making a list and I think I was driving and I remember this because the list is in her handwriting. She has the coolest handwriting and it should be people continually tell her that she should get it made into a font. Um, and she only writes in Sharpie and, and I don't know if maybe all we had was a purple Sharpie or if she just prefers purple Sharpie. It was written in purple Sharpie, um, all the way down there. Um, and you know, I might be doing that thing right now where when you think back on things, you don't, you like romanticize it or you get it wrong. It was either in the car or when we went to visit our friend, um, she got severe food poisoning and we had to like leave her alone in her apartment and go out and do something. Oh no. <laughs> and so it was, I think that might be what it was. Anyway, we were writing this list and we were just, we spent hours on it. Um, and we were just making a list and we said, um, remember the nineties, like how good were the nineties? And we, we started putting these bands on this list that were like Ben was saying, you almost have to have forgotten them so that when yeah. you remember them again, it's like, oh my God, that's right. Yeah. You know, that, that type of a thing. So, um, there were some bands that were too big to be on the list that because they never got forgotten, like Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam, Dave Matthews, Smashing Pumpkins, um, even like R.E.M. Um, Nirvana? Nirvana, yeah. We, yeah. So that those would be bands that are too big to be on this list because they yeah. just, they never did get forgotten. Well, so, and they're not, they're not like, I mean, this is like legitimately like the most residual culture thing I can think of right now. Exactly. Because then it, it's, it's trying to chronicle like those bands that were a part of your life in the 1990s. But like, you know, those that you want to be reminded of their existence. You want exactly. them to, you want them to continue on because yes, you're right. Like everybody is going to know, you know, Nirvana. They're going to know Smashing Pumpkins. Those oh, are yeah. too big. Yeah. So like, you know, they're still very much in the lexicon. They're still talked still, about. Still popular. Yeah. Still popular. They're still Absolutely. relevant. Yeah. Some Dave Matthews man. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that, yeah, all, like, you know, another couple other bands that we had on that, um, they were almost like an honorable mention, but like, you know, we have to mention them. They, but they don't qualify, you know, um, matchbox 20, we put on there because yes. yeah, they, I love matchbox 20. and now they, they definitely had way more than like even six hits, but, um, another one, beastie boys. And so like, these are ones yeah. that even if, even if you're not listening to them regularly still today, it's just that they had some kind of impact on music itself. Like, you know, people weren't, you know, before Beastie Boys, people weren't doing what they were doing um, right. and stuff like that. So, well, so and we I got into the, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I think it's interesting because uh, I remember when you first told me about this list and you said, just name a band from the 90s. Like, I've got a 90s band list and I bet you can't name a band that's not on the list. So I was like, I started off relatively easy. I'm like, okay, fine. What about, you know, better than Ezra? Oh, please. Please. And of course, of course, better than Ezra is on the list, right? Yes. Um, even by the way, and and you know maybe Joey will be surprised to to hear this, but another one-hit wonder prior to the year what two thousand, I believe the Flaming Lips would qualify in that category. Would you agree, Paula? I would, but t- saying that right now is so like foreign to me because exactly because and, and pe- it, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if I can name a song by the Flaming Lips. But they, they <laughs> you've heard of the Flaming Lips, though? I have heard of the Flaming Lips, yeah. But I, I don't know if I can name a song by them. Like, and the and of one head. of those things is like that a lot of the bands on this list, um, people know the song, but then they're like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that was them. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you know, um, and yeah, I think Flaming Lips is one of those that um, I didn't even get into till definitely post post 2010 but then when i did it's just it feels like it came from a that all their stuff came from a time way before yeah in fact their first so the first song that i remember on like uh listening to on like an alternative radio you know in the 1990s was like uh what's called it oh no it's wait hold on is it's either called vaseline or it's (laughs) it's called she don't use jelly right do you know the name of that that song That's them. That's the Flaming <laughs> okay. Lips. Well, and that's, I think that's so cool, right? Like, every time we bring up one of these bands, it's like, oh, my God, that was them? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like exactly. that. Uh... And, and I think that, that that was kind of how this evolved into the list, is that we started talking about that. And, yeah. you know, like, oh, I didn't know that was them, or, oh, my God, remember that song? Who was that? And then we, like, figured out who it was. Like, here's a band that will probably, like, Blow your hair over Ben. I don't know about Joey, but if he's maybe ever heard, but Silver Chair. Oh, yeah. Frog Stomp. No. Way. Very, very good album. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's one that I I, I will, I don't know. I, I go in waves with some of these bands that when I hear um, Song for Anna by Silver Chair, there's mm. something about it that just like, it like rips my heart into pieces. Oh, no. You know, it's a, I, so- I don't even know. And and one of the reasons that and and you're right, I would have totally forgotten. And I don't I don't know that I could I could name like the title of a song from Silverchair, but I remember exactly. the al- I remember the album. I remember what the album cover looked like, and I remember specifically that there were people in my school that were like obsessed with uh, the lead singer, and I for I don't even know his name, right? I but, don't like, either. There were girls who were just like, oh my gosh, you know, he's so yeah. dreamy. Like that's yeah. the that, you know alternative rock superstar. What yeah. Do you- what do you think, like, is the merits of then a one-hit wonder? I mean, specifically, like, ones kind of from the 90s, these, these residual bands, these bands where you know the song, but you don't know the band. Like, it, it, does, that, does that have something to do with kind of the time, or do you think that has something to do with the type of music? Well, one, I think one of the things with 90s music is, like, I don't know. I think people were, like, bands were being, like, there were so many bands, they were being so prolific, they were pumping out all this different kind of music, but it was all like almost disposable. Like, yeah, no, I just, that's a good, that's a good I feel take. like everyone, I feel like everyone was trying everything. Whereas like, I'm sorry to say now and past, I guess when the nineties ended and maybe a little bit into 2000, I just, like Ben said, I just stopped. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm to the point where like, it's like somebody at the office who it's like when an older guy, he's done learning everything that he's going to ever learn about a computer He's just stopped sure. like learning. So you have yeah. to go, you know, show him how to use the scanner every every time he has to scan something or <laughs> uh, you know, the, like the information hasn't changed, but like you just like refuse to absorb it. That that's how music is for me since maybe 04. Uh yeah. I just I just stopped. I I'm not uh, to me it seems like everything now is um is mostly, I'll say mostly. I mean, I do still like some things on the radio. Uh but it just seems like I don't. I can't even explain it. It's like an entitlement. I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's that's a good that's a good take because well, there's a couple things going on, right? Like number one, I do think that there are there are certainly like 
platforms now for people to get their music out there. So there's a lot of music out there, right? Like whether you go to like Bandcamp and you can find like, you know, independent musicians or whatever that have their music there. But when it comes to, you know, the radio, I, I think that now what is a little bit different is that they, well, I have to be careful here because it was the same way in the 90s, but at least that whole kind of like alternative slash grunge movement was, it was it was sort of encompassing, you know, the yeah. feeling of the time. And it was different, but, you know, there was still top 40 radio, right? Like Rick D's in the weekly top 40. Yeah. Like, like it, was, it, it was all over the place. So that you still had like, even like the emergence of like boy bands and all that stuff yeah. from like new kids on the block through, you know, sync and, you know, Backstreet yeah. Boys and all that stuff. But now it almost feels like it's, um, it's a little bit harder for alternative acts to kind of break into yeah. like the top 40. It's all so produced, right? And it's like... Ex manufactured, yes. That's like exactly, we're, yeah. We're producing pop music that is polished, that is formulaic, that is like out there because we know that yeah. this is what's going to sell on, you know, pop radio. Do you guys... Right. But don't you think that this might be a generational gap a little bit? Because like, like, I How feel do you like, mean? How like, do you mean? I feel like the music that I grew up with in the 2000s, 2010, you know, like... I, I'm still actively seeking out music, but you think in like 10 years, like I'm going to get to the point where I'm like, I don't know. I think like I I'm, think you I've, will. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I I no longer am seeking out new music as much as just trying to find the stuff from, you know, when I was a kid. Actually, yeah, I, I guess here's what I would say. I would say that um, it, it does have to do with generational, but it's just also like in your life. Right. Like you go through so many like what people would consider profound experiences in college. Right. So whether it's, yeah. you know. Uh, love gained and love lost, or it's, um, you know, uh, things happening with your family, or you know friends that crazy things happen to them. And all the music that is part of that becomes a soundtrack for your life. And then after that, you know, it's it's very difficult to regain that, that those kind of glory years of meeting so many new people, uh, finding your interests, you know, finding mm -hmm. your own voice, that, all that kind of stuff, where then as, you know, I find that, like, music becomes a little bit more background or like if I find something, it's much more difficult to talk with friends about it or just say, Hey, like, you know, there's very few people now that are into like metal, but when I find a new metal band that I'm into, there's like two guys I got to tell about it. Yeah. You know, Nick and Dave. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, Nick. Yes, certainly they're on there, but I was thinking more of, you know, Nick and Dave are like a given, yeah. right? There's like two, like new friends, I should say, Kay. you know, people that I've met in the past, you know, whatever, five to 10 years. Is there, I mean, also, do you think that it's because there's kind of this defined line, like, from 80s to 90s, from 90s to 2000, but from right. 2000 on, there's kind of, and we were talking about this a little bit before the episode, Ben, like, there's kind of this muddled, there hasn't been, like, a de de definite change in, like, music style uh, you know in what? the last 18 years. I would yeah, and say we're still in it, so it's hard to, I think that time is going to have to pass before we can look back and see identify. a line between the aughts and the teens. Yeah. Yeah. It I think that, I think that's absolutely the case. And I think that, you know, I, this is not to like denigrate those, like, cause I think there have been really good bands that have come, you know, after that time or during that time that are doing interesting things. But I think, and here's, here's another, like, this is just straight off the top of my head. And so I could be totally wrong, but I think the point at which independent quote unquote you know, quote unquote, independent became a genre of music. Yeah. That changed everything because then, because it no longer meant, I mean, maybe it does, right? Like you can listen to like an indie band and they're supposed to have a sound, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas independent literally mean meant like in the nineties that you didn't have access to the major labels. Right. You know, so so you needed to get either an independent label to put you out or you were doing it all yourself, right? Um and that's changed now because there's more access to those means right. to get your stuff out there. Yeah, like Sony puts out independent music. Which is like, it's hilarious no. to me because like <laughs> there's even like Warner Brothers has an, it's like Warner Brothers independent cinemas or in, independent movies. Yeah. Which is like an oxymoron. Yeah. You know, it's one of the major labels and then you've got independent, like as, as if as it's, if it's, it's a beca- style. It's beca- yeah, and I think that that's the point, right? It has, it's, be- it's gone away from like what it actually is and it has become a style. Yeah. Paula, can I just ask, do you listen to Spotify? Well, I was just going to go there. Um, and, and I think part of it, too, for, for like Joey, and I hope it isn't this way, because I, I think once you become like older and then you, you go back to seek out these, you know, memories that you see through rose-colored glasses, is that we, you know, we don't think when we have all these mixtapes, when you, you start to move, you move more than once in your life and you, you don't want to bring them with you anymore and they're heavy and they're big, that you toss them out. But now that there are these things like, yeah, like I, I do Pandora, but um, yep. I have these channels where, you know, when I, I like things and I'm digitally chronicling these things that they're not going anywhere and they don't take up any space. And so you know, it's constantly there for, for somebody like Joey, you've had that for your, almost your whole life. Yeah. I mean, I've always just had whatever music I want. Like, I mean, for the last, I think since I started college for sure. And probably like the end of high school, like I've just, whatever music I want to listen to, I've had access to at the end of my fingers because I just have Spotify premium and I just, you know, if I want to listen to something, I just type it in and listen to it. And And you can, you can save a playlist indefinitely and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take up space in your car or anything. So I, that's I, I not something my, that we have. My master playlist, which is just like, I just have like a playlist of all of my music. Like literally every song that yes. I listen to. And it's, you know, it's thousands and thousands of songs. Um, and, and, then, and, and then I can make like sub playlists from that. You know? Yeah, and then you can right. curate, you can like share playlists with friends too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. On, on Spotify. So it's like, that's the mixtape. Mm-hmm. But there was a really interesting take that um, I read this article. It was like, uh, I think it was in the Baffler, which is like a Seattle-based um, uh, newspaper or magazine. And it was basically about how Spotify is killing music. and But the take was was not necessarily that, you know, Spotify is necessarily doing anything uh, wrong per se, but that it becomes to the point where music is always on and like in the background because they looked at like some of the top played like playlists or songs and it was all like, um, you know, like lo-fi chill hop stuff that would just be on in the background when people are like studying or doing other things. Because they just want something on in the background, and so so they're saying that like Spotify is is like kind of this always on background, no, and you don't actually ever pay attention to the music. It's just something you can ignore but have on in the background. And I thought that was a really interesting take. I that's really interesting to me too, especially like I would say that when uh if I go to the salon, there's definitely I don't know what you just called it, lo-fi chill pop. Yeah, 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 chill hop. So like, it's like um, kind of like uh, a like chill hop. I like that. Um, yeah. and so actually I. From I, I find a so probably eighty percent of music that I find I find and I get emotional attachments to because they were in a scene in a movie. Yeah, and that's where I go. So um, I actually in the last uh, probably five or six years have gotten super into Moby, who I would consider him some you know music that I would listen to 
because I would, you know, listen to and hear in the background, like at a salon for sure. Um, places that are more, you know, a hip, you know, wanting to be hip, I guess. Um, and they play that, that type of music. But then because of that, I ended up really exploring and like seeking out music by Moby and like people like Moby. Yeah. So that Is did Moby, the opposite for me. Did Moby make your nineties band list? He, um, let me see. I don't think he did. Oh. So it's actually, if you get a chance to see this list, Joey, it's amazing because it's, it's like not alphabetized. It's just a sheet of paper like scribbled with all the band names that you could think of. Maybe, maybe you could, uh, maybe you could send us a picture and we'll throw it up on our Instagram or something. Well, I was just going to say, sadly, uh, over the years that got put through the wash. Um, <laughs> but what happened was I, I did find, and I was trying this week to access, um, apparently you can't access parts of Facebook unless you're on the desktop site. Um, hmm. including in 2008, I republished, I published a note on Facebook that has the list that I typed out the list. Um, wow. I'm looking at a printout now because I needed to save it because it went through the wash. And so I had to, I had to unfold it and do like a puzzle and tape it and lay it out. And I think the original's here somewhere, but this is kind of appropriate. I feel like, I feel like it's it kind is. of appropriate that, 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 you know, that, that this, it list, got washed. This, this analog list like went through the wash and now you're trying to, f- trace the like the residue of yeah. all of the, exactly. the culture it's contained perfect. on there wow amazing i suddenly we... feel relevant and worthy of being a guest <laughs> yes yeah should should we talk about some of the songs that we recommended the five songs oh, yeah. we each brought up we could do our our list real quick yeah. um so let's see i think i did pretty well actually with my to my find one hit wonders for to find one hit wonders okay so i had uh new age girl by dead eye dick how about this definitely. one definitely how about this one, Paula? You're going to love this, 1990s. Uh, Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla. Obviously. That I've is on the list. You, never heard of this song. You know what's hilarious about that is like, uh, th- I remember sitting at the lunch table in high school and uh, uh, one of our friends uh, went to the bathroom and we said, hey, let's play a joke on this guy and tell him that Dishwalla is the new big thing and that everybody's into. So when he came back, we were like, Oh hey, uh, hey, did you, uh, hey, did you check out the new Dishwalla album? It's like, oh yeah, man, it was so good. And then he's like, oh, he kind of chimed in. He's like, who's this Dishwalla? What's, what's, what is this? And we tried to convince him to go out and buy the Dishwalla album and like keep track of them. It was hilarious. There's did it, did it a. Did it work? Uh, I, I think it worked for like a day. Oh, I think okay. he's like, he's like, yeah, I listened. He's like, oh, it's not so bad. And I think that was the actually that was the end of the joke because he came back the next day. And we asked him, I was like, so what'd you think of the Dishwalla album? You know, kind of snickering and laughing. And he's like, oh, yeah, it wasn't so bad. It was sort of a lukewarm response. We're like, all right, yeah, forget it, man. What, one of the things that's kind of like an Easter egg for Dishwalla is, I don't know if you guys watch How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, I'm not. Um, there, there's one scene where they have a flashback, or, you know, it's like a current scene. And I think Ted, Ted Mosby, they have a cutaway to when they're back in college, and he's he's – He's the guy who, he's like Mr. X, I think his name is, on the, or Dr. X. He's on the college radio station oh, around, yeah, this, right. around this time. And he tries to convince people that I think either he discovered Dishwalla or he, um, <laughs> he definitely said that he was the first one to realize that when they say, tell me all your thoughts on God, because I really want to meet her. 
Oh it yeah. It was like mm. it was like a huge moment in that in his life, uh, in his character's life, and I feel like it was very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have on my list? I've got uh, uh, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. I, I also don't know this song. Yes. <laughs> that is um, actually like, I was just talking about this with Eric yesterday, that it's literally one of the worst songs. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. And so the lyrics are, I smell sex and candy in here. Oh, who's God. that? Who's that making devious stares in my direction? Oh no, honey, it surely is a dream. Oh no, or it must be a, uh, something like that. Uh, we wish it was a dream, but we unfortunately, wish it, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, this song legit still gets in my head, and I love it. And it's the the reason that I knew this. I didn't have to look this up, but it's one hundred percent pure love by Crystal Waters. I don't know I'm this Im- one either. I'm immediately tra- I am immediately transported to the Roll Arena in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It, exactly. Yes, it's it's definitely like a roller drum type of song, but it's like <laughs> back to the definitely. middle and around again. I'm going to be here to the end oh, 100% God. pure love. love. Oh, I think I have heard this song. <laughs> yeah, so okay, good. Okay, okay. And then I and then I had to go here, Paula. You're gonna love this. Uh, Good vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Boys. I love it. Uh, that song is on one of my all-time favorite oh. mixtapes that I owned. It was called MTV Party to Go Volume Two. <laughs> I didn't have Volume One or Three or Four or Five, just two. And it was my go-to rollerblading tape for my Walkman. And I remember the song. Definitely, like, all the songs right around it on that tape. And I feel like because Mark Wahlberg has become such a, like, Hollywood yeah. star that it's... Marky Mark. Yeah. It's almost just like a, like, you keep it in your back pocket thing. It's it's just total novelty. It's just... Yeah. And it's an awesome song, by the way. It is. <laughs> uh, my, I did have a runner-up, which was actually kind of fun, but I couldn't remember if they had another big song. But uh, And the reason that I had it on my list... Well, anyway, so the song is Cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. Oh, they're on the list. They're on the list. But here's yes. the other cool thing about that. So uh, in an earlier episode, Joey recommended that I listen to Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Yes. And they have an album called Seven Plus Mary. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I, I brought them up because I'm like, that reminds me of Seven Mary Three, that band from the 90s. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so Joey, what's on your list? Well, my list, uh, my mine is like super stereotypical. Like these are like the, at least in my opinion, like the quintessential like one hit wonder bands and songs. But uh, who let the dogs out by the Baja Men? Yes, that they're a one hit. They gotta be a one hit wonder. Yeah, uh, they actually did not make the list of the ultimate '90s band list because you, <laughs> one of the criteria was that you had to leave an impression, like in our life. Okay. So like, like who let the, the dogs out was not a big part of your, yeah, no, your the, like the, the Macarena is not on there. Oh, How, yeah. However, however, Cotton Eyed Joe is on the list. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know in, why, but we just decided. I, in fact, I think I remember hearing about somebody at, you know what, Paula, it may, was this at UW Green Bay? Because I remember that I had a college radio show also, but the thing about the college radio show at UW-Green Bay, where I attended my undergrad, is that it was only broadcast on the closed-circuit television to the rest of the campus. Oh, yeah. But but what I had I heard, that. what I heard is that the license, because the the college radio station lost its license because some kid locked himself in the studio and played like 14 hours straight of Cotton Eye Joe. No. Awesome. 
That's he just had it good. That. He just had it. There was this Cotton Eye Joe just, just, just nonstop. I think that's an urban What's legend. What's wrong with him? Is that urban legend? I don't know. I don't know. We should or try to. Or did it happen? That's what I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's I heard that's why the college station lost its license. That's, that's epic. Amazing. That is epic. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. What's up? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you. you're what good. You're good. Uh, who are the dogs up by the Baja men? I don't. I don't think they've ever made another song. <laughs> um, Take on me by Aha is, of course, is a classic one-hit wonder. And I From had the to bring 80s. it up. I know. I know. I bring them up okay. relatively regularly on the show, but uh, I had to bring it up because it's Norwegian, and uh, my roommates uh, back in the day were Nor- they're all Norwegian, and I love them. <laughs> nice. So, Take on Me was played a lot actually in our apartment. Uh, Back back when I lived with them, um, and so <laughs> I've become very very acquainted with that and the uh, the heavy metal version of Take on Me. Oh, excellent! Nice. Yeah. By the um, oh shoot, it's by like the wind like the Northern Knights or something is what it's called <laughs> the <laughs> band. Um, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. The m- the song I should have recommended to you, but I forgot in the moment. <laughs> so good. It's a great that's song. A, that's an eighties. That's an eighties song, which I did not know. Eighties, Def- right? Yeah, definitely eighties. Um, Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Definitely. Now, and I think, they, they made the list. I think that they're kind of an interesting, important band because people think of them as like this really bad, like campy band. Um, and like this is the only song they have is Chumbawamba, or is Tub Thumping. But like they have other songs that are really interesting and really kind of thought provoking, I think. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that Chumbawamba, like this is this was almost like an anomaly for them because I think they're like a punk rock band, like yeah, from, exactly. You know, so it, like from they, England, yeah, yeah, and they had all this other stuff, and then they did this song, and it got really big, but they they just kept doing other music. Yeah, no, they have. I mean, their other music is not necessarily um, like super different from Tub Thumping. It is still kind of mm-hmm. poppy, but their message is pretty like. Like it was a it was a bunch of homeless people that like ended up living in this like mansion with this one musician and none of them played music, and then they all learned how to play music and they were like there's like 15 members of the band and they got oh, like wow. popular and they became um, instead of being kind of subversive the way that uh, the way that a lot of kind of punk music is they they kind of went the opposite direction and were like you know like unionization is important and like stuff and, and they're they're super pro. Um, organized like uh labor unions and organized uh just labor forces um working to like better labor conditions working with the government which is really interesting because they still kind of had this kind of message of because when they were making this it was it was kind of frowned upon because they were in england and there's a lot of history behind them Mm -hmm. um and so i think it's really interesting yeah trying to find this one uh, El, el fusilado is a really interesting song by them um let me see if we can find the lyrics here. Ben, cover the dead air. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll also just kind of spoil the surprise on on Joey's last one because he he gave this one as yes. a as a, another one hit wonder, and both Paula and I are like, what? Yeah, no, because the, they're like this. This is what? like the modern one hit wonder I could think of, like yeah, a contemporary so, one. So the 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 song is Big Data. Yeah. And it's by Dangerous. Oh no no, other way around. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's Dangerous by Big Data. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure, like, this is actually his only song. I don't even know. I think he's, like, a DJ or something. I, I, it's a f- decent song. It's I listened fine. to it just before we went on, and I it's one of those songs that you... What did you call it again? Lo-fi chill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, lo-fi, lo-fi chill, chill? Chill hop. But th- I don't think that's, like, chill hop. 
To me, not, that's a song that it's in the background. Like I, I didn't know who that was. I never heard of the song or the band or who the the artist. But yeah. when I, as soon as I heard it, I knew it. And it is. It's, it's one of those that's just like in the background when you go into the pottery studio. Yeah, it's like it's like, just on. pottery. <laughs> it's like on Whatever. every car commercial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so here, here's the lyrics to uh to like to El Fusilado by uh by Chumbawamba is listen close to this crooked mouth for a story I will tell. Oh. Lived in Mexico by the name of uh, Wenzelado, and then it's uh, it talks about just getting shot to death. It's about like the uh, the Mexican Civil War, I believe. Uh, fell to the ground. The officer came. One last shot to the head. O <laughs> heard through the pain as he walked away and left me there for dead. O <laughs> all went quiet as I crawled away. I wasn't given up for glory. Ten good shots. I took them all and lived to tell the story. The storyo. Yeah. <laughs> the story of. but yeah it's like no, yeah. a dark song but it, it's really interesting it's about like revolution in mexico nice hmm. uh all right well you know what i think it's almost time for some emergent culture yeah. what do you think joey yeah for sure all right so we're gonna take a quick break and we are gonna watch uh we're gonna something that's upcoming i don't know we'll have to find an album or something yeah. and then we'll, we'll we'll talk about it so we'll be right back all right cool All right, we're back. And we are back. So what we decided to do for Emergent Culture this week is we went to the, what was it? It was the top 100 list on yeah, Spotify? From, from Billboards. Billboards 2018, top 100 on Spotify. All right, and so the number one song is, Joey? It's uh, One Kiss with uh, Dua Lipa uh, by Calvin Harris. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. You know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because I dropped a Dua Lipa reference in one of my classes like last week, and all the kids were like, who? I don't know who that what? is. What? <laughs> And that's what I thought, because I like to stay up to date with like what's coming up, like who's getting big and all that stuff. They and have, I just did that right now. They have no idea. Yeah. I don't know who Dua Lipa is. I dropped a who and what just what? What? Same. No, right here. Yeah. I think Paul and I are on the same page for one of the first time in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, what did you guys think about uh, the number one song? It's bad. It was terrible. I feel like it, you know, it, it kind of circles back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is just like it's got that kind of like, Clubby, it just like sounds like smooth. Yeah, you're, you're in the club. Yeah, or like in the salon. I just kind of. It's pictured... got the 2018 formula. It had everything yeah. that I expected and nothing more that I hoped to find. That is yeah. true. It definitely had the formula. Yeah, it know? it felt like the most overproduced song. It's just like. Yeah. Boops, skits, boops, skits. <laughs> so I guess like, we've right. just ruined our chances of getting Dua Lipa on the podcast. Or Calvin Harris. Or Calvin Harris. Dang it. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Anyways, well, hey, how about we circle back maybe to that exciting 1990s list, Paul? Yeah. You got some you got some like deep cuts on that list you want to share with us? I'd say the deep well, deep cuts uh or just anything. <laughs> yeah, you can just Let's you can go, start listing them off. I'll just list them to, well, list, list, excuse me, some of them off. So Ace of Base. Ace of know. Base. All right. You know, I know that. Somewhat well known. Semisonic. They Sonic, did closing yeah. time. Closing time. Yeah. Oh a, my god! It's a novel. It's yeah. a novelty. Uh, definitely Chumbawamba, and I have yep. to say that you know tub thumping is a song that I I did get sick of, but now after not hearing it constantly for you know fifteen years, that when I hear it, I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, um, that's that's actually a good take on one hit wonders, anyways, because then if you hear it again, it's like it kind of takes you back. We kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, but if, you, do, if, you get if, sick of them. Yeah, it's exactly because if you but if, then if you don't listen to it for a while. And then you come back, you're like, all right. You can reappreciate it. That song like, is better. You I think know? that's a lot of music, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, right. Blur. 
Oh blur, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know Blur. Blur yeah. is Blur is good, and so and a lot of these, like I said, I don't think that these are less than bands, but um, the point of the list was that they just really they take you back and they give you this specific feeling. Uh, Collective Soul. Collective Soul, yeah, Christian <laughs> Rock. To Reno, are they? Like, yeah, in a month. Yeah, actually, I've seen them. I've seen them. They're good. Uh, I was just gonna say too, real quick on Blur. So song number two, the Woo Hoo song, yeah. Yeah. the first mm-hmm. song I ever performed with a live band. Very good. Like there Very was a good. there was some other like upperclassmen in high school who had a band, and then I was over at that house and like they didn't have anybody to sing and I'm like I'll just I'll sing it. Nice. <laughs> so I did. So I did some woohoo's. Some woohoo's. Um, fastball. Fastball, yeah. I don't know that. They have several good songs, not just their one that was called The Way. Yeah. Where were we going without ever knowing the way? Um, I put Eve Six on here. Uh, Eve Six. Harvey yeah. Danger. Harvey Danger, uh, Flagpole Sitter. Or, I'm sorry, Flagpole Sitta. Sitta. I don't know. Yeah, what whatever is. that means. Yeah. Uh, the Proclaimers, they're amazing. Amazing. Really good. I always, I always say the Verve, and then immediately... Oh, yeah. Say it obviously is followed immediately by the Verve pipe. The Verve and the Verve pipe are they two different? So the Verve is I one. Do, two different I do bands. like the Verve. The, I didn't realize that they were nineties. The yeah. Verve pipe did the song "The Freshman." The Freshman, yeah, we were only freshmen. Yeah. And the Verve did the song "Bittersweet Symphony." Bittersweet Symphony. Oh yeah. So, okay. Um, I think they came out the same year, so it was very confusing. Um, Blessed Union of Souls. Ooh. What? Was it? I put them. Yeah. I put them right next door. I put them right at the same table as Sister Hazel. Okay. What song is uh, "Blessed Union of Souls"? Do you know? Um, I, I, they kind of all blur together for me, but they um, <laughs> blur. They blur. have many. It, it's that it, them better than Ezra and Sister Hazel are three bands that, in my head, they all jumble together. Oh. And when you hear them, they're all like, "Oh yeah, that was an amazing song," and they each had like about two or three at least really good songs so it's i you know what i loved better than ezra even when they like first too. came out so good and actually i saw them live them. uh later at like a county fair in wisconsin <laughs> yeah. somewhere and it was just one of those moments where i actually went with ann went with my sister and uh just like hey better than ezra is playing at like this small county fair and i'm like we gotta go and we did they it. They are currently they are currently on my must see list, uh, and they have been for about twenty years, but it just hasn't worked out so far. It's oh. just always there's always a conflict. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely they're on there. Um, Prodigy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah, definitely. How about uh, the Wallflowers? Oh, they're on here. Uh, they were teetering on almost being on the bigger list, uh, but they did uh, one of the criteria too is you kind of almost had to start and stop. Your career in the nineties, yeah. Um, are the pic- but the yeah, definitely there? they're on here. The what? The Pixies? The, uh, they were well earlier. Yeah, but I earlier. don't know that they would be on the I, list. I don't know if they would make. They're too big. They go on my list that Radiohead that they they helped the nineties become ever even happen. Yeah, uh, and they don't. They they just transcend. Yeah. everything. Oh yeah, that's like where all uh, set. music is based from. <laughs> yeah. The Pixies. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, any, Savage right. Garden. Savage Garden. Savage anyone? Garden. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Paula, did you listen to the episode when Joey said that his one is was it one of your favorites or no? You were just talking about music and you said Enya. When I okay yes when I, I was, love Enya okay when yeah. I yeah when I was a kid like when I was a baby my mom would play Enya to put me to sleep and like <sighs> it's like it stuck with me like whenever I hear Enya like I heard it in the store the other day and I was like God I'm getting really tired. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, it's wow. Good. No, yeah, yeah, it has like a very like visceral effect on me. Like from the time I was, you know, a infant. so do you think that that is maybe one of your first memories of sound or music? Oh yeah, 100. Like "Sail Away" by Enya is like my first oh, God, memory yes. of like music. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, then my I, second, I remember. Oh God. Oh my second, my second memory of music, which I know I brought up in that previous episode about music, but is uh, Two Princes" by the Spin Doctors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Spin Doctors is on the list. Yes. So that's be. perfect. Gotta be. I on saw it. them. I saw them in concert uh-huh. at the Oneida Bingo and Casino <laughs> in Green Bay when they used to do Pavilion Nights. Oh man. Which they desperately need to bring back, and I'm pretty sure I was. F- I'm pretty sure I was there when Weird Al played that Pavilion Night. Oh yeah, that was probably like the Thursday before Is Weird the Spin Al Doctors. <laughs> Weird Al's not on the list. No, he transcends. He's not on the list. Um, he transcends. But we try to forget. But um, <laughs> I don't... my 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 good friend Mindy got called up on stage um, to wow. headbang with and to kind of go go dance with Spin Doctors. That's pretty great. Amazing. That's good. Uh, how about um, what was I? I was just. Oh my gosh, I just had one. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because of in in honor of her her recent passing, right, Dolores. Uh, we have to say oh. the cranberries. Oh yeah, the cranberries yeah. for sure. I I just checked them off. They're on here. Um, yeah. That was then one... I I automatically go then to Ten Thousand Maniacs because oh, yeah. yeah, those two women's voices are two oh. of those voices that they confuse me. They sound so much alike, and their music was very similar. So. Mm. Back when I, you know, in my mind that I, I can't always figure out which is which, but now as I'm older, I can. Hey, um, how about how about Sixpence None the Richer? Oh, of course. What? And then they go right into the Cardigans. <laughs> the Cardigans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm yes. so lost. Are the Boo Radleys on there? I don't have the Boo Radleys on here. I don't think that I was cool enough at the time. I was mostly, you know, like top nine at nine. Okay. I was thinking more so because of, uh, I believe it's them who is on, I believe it's they who are on the So I Married an Axe Murderer soundtrack. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Probably an amazing soundtrack. I think it is. It, yeah. it has to be. Um, we yeah. just bought a the soundtrack to The Wedding Singer this weekend and also um, Dumb and Dumber, which oh, nice. has several of these bands on there. Um, nice. We have... Fuel and filter. Fuel and filter. How about gravity kills? I didn't listen to them so much, but I, I they could be on here. They're a ridiculous band, <laughs> but I remember listening to them. So, well, I think um, also I, yeah. ridiculous has to go straight to green jelly. Green jelly, yeah, interesting. They had the you three got, little pigs. The song? three little pigs, yeah, 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 yeah. God, it was horrible. I'm, now I'm real horrible. <laughs> I feel like your recommendation for next week, Joey, is just list. Go back, listen to this episode, and listen to every one of the bands <laughs> that we've just listed. Well, uh, may, um, maybe in a, maybe in a future episode, but yeah, I think uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad. Toad the Wet, the wet Sprocket. Oh, Toad the Wet Sprocket is great. I love Toad the Wet Sprocket. I I saw them last summer, and I'm very jealous. I love Toad the Wet Sprocket. They're awesome. Well, Jim Blossoms. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, we, this band, this this list could go on probably forever. We may have to have you back Vertical on again. Horizon. Vertical Horizon. Vertical <laughs> Horizon. It can't end. All right. All right. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Go ahead. I think. Uh, oh. All right. Okay. Sh- sure. Anyways. All right. This has been good. This has been great. Uh, what's happening next week, Joey? So next week is uh, is a big episode. You sh- don't miss it. Don't. It's uh, we've got a special guest on who we're not going to reveal here, but um. It's going to be around music again. We're going to be talking about music. Um, 
and it, we're excited. We haven't, we've never met this guy before. So. And so here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something a little bit different at the end of this episode. Usually we provide recommendations to one another, but we've asked our special guest for next week to give us recommendations so we can talk about them with him when yes. he gets on the podcast. So that's how that's what we're gonna we're gonna abandon our normal format for this. Yeah. Episode. So next week will be a little different. Um, he hasn't got us the recommendations yet, but we will get them soon, and yeah. uh, we're we're really excited to talk to him. So yeah, we'll get there. Hey, Paula. Thanks for being yes. on the podcast today. This was a blast. Thanks for having me. This has been great. So if anybody's looking for any deep 90s knowledge, get in touch with Paula. <laughs> uh, you know, she can talk 90s music as with the best of them. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Unlike me. <laughs> crash, crash Test Dummies. Just saying. Crash <laughs> t- <laughs> One of the best song titles ever. Just Well... This has been Residual Culture. This has been Residual Culture. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for Residual Culture Podcast. You can also support the podcast on Patreon, where you can get all access to all sorts of special content, including, by the way, some special content we recorded with Paula just before this episode, and that special content is called Cake versus pie yeah so tune in become a patron uh, become a supporter to get access to that um yeah so i this has been residual culture i'm ben birkenbein uh our music today was uh, finder by people with bodies <laughs> all right paul you want to s- sign off say say goodbye to everybody bye <laughs> uh, i've been joey lovato and i'm ben birkenbein this has been residual culture get into it